Welcome to the Savvy Scribe Podcast. I am so glad you're here. Before we start the show, if you're interested, we have a free Facebook group called Savvy Nurse Writer Community. I appreciate you following and listening to me today. And I would love if you would subscribe via iTunes. And if you love our show, can I ask you for a review? Select ratings and reviews and write a review. It's that simple. I would love to read your review and it helps other nurses like you find our podcast. Thanks so much. Welcome, Savvy Scribes, to another episode of the Savvy Scribe Podcast. Today, we have Dr. Joy Lear on the show today, and she is a psychologist, consultant, speaker, and writer who practices the intersection of behavior and business, specializing in work on the merger of money and mind. Dr. Lear has previously served as an associate clinical professor of clinical psychology at George Washington University and has held clinical and research positions at Children's National Medical Center, Penn Medical Princeton Health, and the Department of Defense. I know you guys are going to love this episode because of the trying times that we're in, and let me know what you think of it over in our Facebook group, The Savvy Scribe Collective. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Savvy Scribe Podcast, a podcast for healthcare professionals who want to build a profitable writing business. I'm Janine Kalbach, your host, and I am a mom to two boys. I'm a wife, a great Dane lover, a registered nurse, and a content writing business owner. I am committed to help you moving your business forward because I've been there. I get it. I understand that life is busy and distracting but many of us are burnt out at the bedside working too many hours and are ready for a change. Every week I will deliver actionable advice and thought leaders in the industry to help you move along in your business. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Joy, to the show today. It's great having you here. It is so lovely to be here with you today. Thank you, Janine. I am so happy to have you on the show. And like we were talking right before we went live here, the topic that we're going to get into today is something I feel that our listeners really need to hear, not just right now, but all the time, but truly right now, I think it's really even hitting me and and a lot of other entrepreneurs I know is this whole topic of money mindset and COVID really taking a toll on it. So... Before we kind of really dig into that, I want to know just a little bit about you. Tell us who you are, where you're from, what your career path kind of looked like up till now. Absolutely. Well, I am a psychologist and consultant, and my, like all of us, I think are who we become personally and professionally over time that that evolves. So my, when I was an undergrad, I studied communication with a public relations emphasis, biblical studies, psychology, and theater. And my very first job was as uh, doing sales and event planning and corporate work at um, a historic hotel in Colorado. And my husband is in the military. So after, after a short period of time, we actually moved to the UK where I spent a few years. And during that time, I was itching to go back to school. And I decided that I wanted to get my master's degree at that point. So during that chapter of life, I was able to 
work on my master's. And that's when I really started to do more clinical work. And I really fell in love with that. And I got to the end of that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not ready to be done with academia yet. So I was able to pursue and complete my doctorate after we moved to Washington, D.C. So, and during that period of time, I had the opportunity to do some clinical work up in Princeton. And so I was exposed to working in a variety of clinical settings and contexts learned and grew a lot, and then had the opportunity to be a part of a group practice working in Washington, D.C. that was really thriving. And I absolutely loved the work that I did during that time. And then my husband and I relocated several years ago to California, where I've had the I had the opportunity for several years to work as a staff psychologist at a military hospital, but have also maintained during that time a telemedicine practice, doing more long term psychotherapy with patients who were still on the East Coast, and. While I've been in California, I've transitioned to actually branching out and doing more. I'm transitioning to doing a lot more consulting work right now. And I have found in over a decade of working with people, smart, bright, intelligent people, actually, can I, can we, can we go back? I'm going to rephrase that. So I found something that stood out to me after over a decade of clinical work sitting behind closed doors with smart, bright, intelligent, driven, motivated individuals that regardless of what their presenting concern was for them coming into me, oftentimes money was a part of the picture in some way, shape, or form. Maybe financial stress was one of the things they they were experiencing and it was bringing them in to talk to me because the truth is money is the emotional currency and people's relationships with it is really, really complex. We are, when it comes to money management, we're really shaped by our own unique money stories, experiences that we carry forward from our own histories, as well as cognitive biases that we all fall prey to when it comes to financial behavior. And what I saw over and over was in these conversations that I was having, there's this widespread paucity of fiscal literacy and intense discomfort about discussions about money. And this creates a perfect storm for problems in relationships, under earning, overspending, lost investment opportunity, and just overall crippling financial stress. So it became very, very clear to me that there is a real need. And, and this was prior to widespread financial anxiety that we are seeing blanket our country and in some ways our globe right now in light of the current economic client 
climate. But there were, there's a real need for people who have an understanding of left brain economic expertise and right mind reality of the complexities of money psychology. So that's, that's really the work I'm doing and where I'm serving. I love that. That is, that is so true. I think, tell me a little bit, like, what was your money story growing up? Like, what were your parents like? How did you, are you good with money or did you, did you struggle? We'll be right back. You guys, I wrote a book and it's launched and I want you to check it out. Go over to Amazon, look for Savvy Nurse Writer. It'll come up right away, but it's called Savvy Nurse Writer, a nurse's blueprint for starting a profitable freelance health writing business. We have lots of reviews, all five stars, top new release in the first week it was launched and I want to share it with the world. So head on over to amazon.com, search Savvy Nurse Writer and get your copy today. So I feel very fortunate, and I think that one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about this is I, so I grew up on a family farm in the Midwest. I, people would be shocked probably if they heard how low my parents' adjusted gross income was some years. So I, we did not grow up with with much at all. However, money was talked about. I learned about money. I learned about investing. I started investing as a teenager. I started working and learning, okay, you allot this amount of money for spending. You have this amount of money that you're going to save and you're giving this amount of money. So those those skills were have been foundational for me throughout my life. So I've recognized that because I was comfortable with financial communication early on, that's impacted how then as an adult, I was able to plan, budget, invest. That has impacted me professionally. I bring that into negotiations, having more confidence in how I value myself those kinds of things. And I see that over and over. And unfortunately, particularly with women, sometimes people are, people are selling themselves short and leaving money on the table. And I know that's something that people are like, well, maybe we shouldn't even be using that language with what's going on right now. It's not, it's not about that. I think it's something we always need to be thinking about. So part of the reason I I am so passionate about helping people get their financial houses in order is because I know the freedom that exists when you can do that. And if if you didn't have the skills, if that scaffolding didn't happen early on in life, that's okay. We can do that. We can develop that whenever you are ready at some point in your life. And that's now why a lot of people are coming to me and also why I do the work that I do with professionals in the financial services industry, helping them with their clients' money psychology 
That's interesting. Like, I think it's so not talked about, you know, I think growing up, even my first job, you know, when I worked in like fast food, I didn't know what the person next to me who was working was making, nor did I know what my manager was making because no, it's always hush hush. Nobody talks about it. No one talks about, you know, what you do with your paycheck. Like it's so, it's such a funny a funny thing to me, even when we start talking about like, well, what are your rates for writing clients? What are your rates? Like it's a hush hush thing. No, we should be a little bit more open about it because that's how we're marketable. Exactly. And I think it's really important. Part of, part of the reason why people are selling themselves short is because they don't have the confidence to be talking about it. There's a lot of power in being able to talk about it, getting comfortable with that. It's you will be healthier in your relationships. If mm-hmm. if you are if you have the courage to be asking peers, asking questions in negotiations, then you're likely to experience people giving you opportunities to be making more as well. So let's transition into that a little bit with, you know, how our current situation is in the world right now. How do we change our money mindset as freelancers, as entrepreneurs, as writers to help bring in like a more positive outlook or that looking at it, I like that phrase of like looking at money as an abundance and not a scarcity. Absolutely. I think that's really important right now. And I I think people are walking on eggshells a little bit in the current climate about, well, is it okay to be talking about money? Is it okay to be charging? Is it okay to be charging more? How do I manage my rates? And I think it's really important, especially as I think about your audience and if there are people first starting out You need to start with understanding your clients are not going to value you more than you value yourself. So you need to get really centered on that and then convey that confidently and unapologetically. And what I would encourage you to be thinking about is you have something of value to give especially now people as they people are making quick pivots and transitions and they're needing to be agile they are needing support and services they are needing expertise that you hold you have a service and an opportunity to provide tremendous value so you need to value yourself as you are conveying your message about that and I think you're you're right on with like we have that expertise right now, especially nurse writers. We we're out there. If they're if you're still working in the field and you're seeing what's going on at your hospital and COVID, everything, that's something you can pitch to your clients and then look beyond it. Like I had somebody the other day asking me, like, Oh, I my my specialty is really like autism or Asperger's. And, you know, I feel like it's all saturated right now with COVID. I don't think I really have anything to offer. I'm like, yeah, right. You have a lot to offer. How about working at home with a child who's autistic? How How are you teaching them? How do we keep them calm? Use your nursing insight. Use your... Yes. Oh, my goodness. You have to transition a little bit. And the same thing when we're pitching our services to clients right now, 
don't think of it as sell, 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 serve, really start offering your value and what you can give to their organization or how you can help them transition into a, a freelance model right now, because a lot of companies are having to change their messaging and having to change how they're attracting their audience in a virtual way. It's live. My first course. I'm so excited to tell you guys that my first course plan, create, launch, land, and grow your health writing business is now live. If you head on over to growthlab.thesavvyscribepodcast.com, it's available to purchase right now. Jump on in. Everybody is saying so many wonderful things, and I can't wait for you to be a part of it. Can I ask you who in like the world or, you know, the U.S. or people that you look up to in the industry of role models for money? Is there anybody that you like to read about or principles that you follow? So I, it's interesting. I think I can identify someone who really had an impact on me early on. He influenced me clinically, but certainly from a business vantage point was the owner of the practice where I worked um, during earlier in my career working in DC. And that was Aaron Dodini. He runs a thriving practice that is outstanding on the East Coast. And he, he really taught me that it, in business, it is not good enough to be good good at your craft. To really succeed, you also have to have business acumen. So you need to pair those things and have, have the skills, have the understanding of how to run both sides to really best meet your client's needs. So that's that's someone professionally that I, I really early on was able to internalize and watch a lot of what was modeled to me, which has been huge. I also, yeah. I, I am someone who I grew up, <laughs> I grew up in a house where my parents, I joke sometimes, my parents were Dave Ramsey apostles before anyone knew, <laughs> knew who Dave, Dave Ramsey was. <laughs> before anyone knew who this man was. Um, so I think he and Rachel Cruz, I, they have excellent, really accessible materials out there. I really point a lot of patients to that model. I, yes. Yes. Um, I love behavioral finance. If people are thinking about investing, I love the work of Daniel Crosby, personal finance, uh, and podcasts I can't get enough of is so money. Um, and, and that's another one I really love. There are a lot of great resources out there. Yes. I love that. I love it. You know, it sparked my mind. I was like, I wonder if she's going to say Dave Ramsey later, because you were talking about as a kid that you would save, give and spend some. And I, I put that principle into my children and my husband and I were happy to say that, like, we don't buy things unless we can afford them. And I see so many people just not do that all the time. I think it's most of America and even our family members. It's tough to watch, you know, as a close friend or like a family member to watch people just charge it or, you know, 
spend it before they have it. It's yeah. I can't live that way. It's scary to me anymore. I could have probably way in the past, but not anymore. Another book, you know, I've recently been thinking about this idea of um, book serendipity. That sometimes <laughs> there's something about the timing of when you read a particular book. And going back to the importance of financial literacy and the impact of that early in life, I was introduced to the book Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Stanley in mm-hmm as a child. Like those were concepts and really the underpinning of the book and something I really challenge people about is, are you prioritizing looking wealthy or being wealthy? Yes. Because they, you have to think about, think about that. And so I, that's another book I love. His daughter, Sarah Stanley Falaw has done a beautiful job of continuing his legacy and his work. So that's another resource I would point people to. And for our listeners, so you know, guys, I'll put all these things in the show notes so that you guys can just click on them and check out some of these great people out in the industry and and all of Joy's links. We'll add yours in as well. But you, you also mentioned that you want to tell our listeners a little bit about the power of saying no. And talking about, you know, selling our services to people, when would you say, you know, don't take on too much or say no to that client when you're starting out and you just want to take on everything? So I th- this is something I say to people in life. I think we are all, we would all be happier, healthier, and less stressed out if we built the muscle of saying no more often. And that applies. Not even just applies, with clients, just in general, exactly, right? Exactly. <laughs> to, our, to ourselves, to other people. Now, right now, as we think about what that means in the current marketplace, particularly for someone starting out, it can be really tempting to, to say, well, I need to say yes to everything. I need to be all things to all people. I need to be willing to do any project at any price, do it at any time. I want you to think about who you want to be in the next season and almost think about if you were a restaurant, what is what do you want your menu to be in the future? Start Start with that future menu and maybe think about, okay, can you be adding in a couple of extra happy hour drinks or a special here or something there? So think about maybe how you can diversify offerings right now, but don't dilute who you are, your brand, and what you are offering. I love that. What a nice nice way to visualize it, your menu. <laughs> I love that. So um, the other thing I want to touch on, something that you mentioned earlier, was about that the right brain reality and what would you say, the left brain for okay. kind of economic expertise, kind of the logic of the math and the right brain emotion when it comes to money. Yeah, I never heard that before. I thought that was really... Really cool. 
I never thought about it that way. Interesting. So anything else you want to tell my listeners, maybe some, the best piece of advice you have for owning your own business or even more money mindset, little takeaways. Well, I think the best piece of advice, I want to go back to start with valuing yourself. And that's not just about money. It's how you value your time. It's how you value your energy. You need to be very, very clear in setting boundaries about what you will and won't do, for whom, at what price, at what time. When in any way we make a decision or a commitment to a client that on some level we don't feel great about or we may on some level resent, it impacts the work negatively. So really, really care for yourself. Perfect. I love that too. That's so true. It's so true. We all have to right now. And, you know, a lot of us working from home, we're used to sitting in the house, but even even that being said, we're not used to all of our family members being here with us at all times too. And I think it's something to be said to go take a walk, go, you know, exercise when you can, or if you can take, you know, do what you can in the house and eat healthy, <laughs> all the yes. things, all the things. So, well, I thank you so much, Joy, for coming on the show today and sharing this wealth of knowledge with all of us, my listeners, and just all this about just our money and ourselves and our businesses. I think it's a great concept, not even just right now in these trying times, but just in the future for business as well. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to speak with you today. (laughs) Thanks so much. And you guys can find Joy on social media channels. She has her website, joylear.com. Over on LinkedIn, she's there as well, and Instagram and Twitter. And I'll put all those links in the show notes. Thanks again, Joy. Take care. That's a wrap for today's episode of The Savvy Scribe. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Until next time. Again, thank you for listening. If you're ready to explore freelance writing as your next PRN job or even full time, I invite you to check out our Savvy Nurse Writer community on Facebook and visit SavvyNurseWriter.com to help you get started today.